is Sports Wave. Today, we will be talking about college football, some NFL, some NBA and NHL. And of course, we're going to be talking about aesthetics, things of that nature. And then, of course, I'm going to be talking about how I met my new best friend, 50 Cent. So let's kick this thing off. Welcome back to Sports Wave. We are here live in Denton, Texas. It is November 23rd. It's been a little while, so we got some catching up to do. Indeed. Uh, How are you doing, Jose, on your end? I'm doing pretty good, man. Doing pretty good. Just got off work, so just ready to start in on this. Sounds good, man. Beautiful. Yeah, so today, of course, we have myself, Andy Yeager. We have... Kellen Land, back again. We also, of course, have Abdon Gonzalez. He is, of course, here right now. Uh, and then you just heard Jose talk, so that's good. We also have Jose from the Big Apple. So well, let's kick this thing off. Yeah, let's just get straight into it, man. Uh, college football, last time we talked to you, there's been a lot of things that have transpired between then and now. Um, most notably, LSU went out and beat the Alabama Crimson Tide with uh, some gusto too. It wasn't just like they didn't just beat them. They kind of whipped them. They whipped yeah. them. Yeah, they took him to town. It was uh, probably it's going to be looked back as probably the biggest win of the college football season. Um, and LSU is now without a doubt number one team in the country. I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hands down. <laughs> I mean. There, uh, this is also you know first time we've seen LSU kind of do it with a really good quarterback. I mean, Joe Burrow. Hashtag Heisman. Should he be in the Heisman race right now? I think he's yes. the front runner. Yeah. Totally yeah, agree. Yeah, hundred percent. Is there anybody else that you kind of comes to mind? I know that we like had all these predictions at the beginning of the season. Right now we're not. Well, We're two not, is out, right? Yeah. So, yes. unfortunately. 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 Um, what oh. about that guy on Ohio State? The, Which one of them? The D, I, know. <laughs> D, I guess there's Justin Fields, who's been lining it up. Um, the but defensive they're, they're guy, though. Yeah. yeah. That, that Chase, Chase Young. Chase Young, yeah. Who is suspended, right? He came back today. Oh, so he only was suspended for games that they knew they were going to win. Yeah. Right. And, well, I mean... Did they not know they were going to win this one too? You know, uh, I, mean, I mean, I know it was it's Penn more State. No disrespect to Penn State, but yeah, <laughs> All right. It was pretty hairy there for a second, but yeah, he apparently set the Buckeyes' single season sacks record. So I guess he's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say this week there wasn't too many. You know, like I, I say good, but you know, games that will mean anything. I mean, of, yeah. of course, unless it's Clemson. Or it's uh, LSU that, you know, goes down to a nobody, but no, nothing of note, really. Yeah. Um, I kind of made some notes about week 14 because that's going to be, I think, the playoff implications are going to be a little bit stronger there. Um, right, right, right. There's the, uh, the Iron Bowl, which is Alabama versus Auburn. It's looking like a, it's going to, I mean, because two is injury. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a little bit more interesting than it was. Yeah, I mean, how many losses does Auburn have? They have only two losses, right? Or is it one? I think it's like three. Yeah. Oh, really? So, okay. Then hashtag but pick they six. They do have a lot of quality losses, yeah, if you will. Like <laughs> they lost to LSU, Alabama. Yeah. Well, no, they're, play, they're playing Alabama next oh, week. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I meant uh, Georgia and uh, Florida, I think. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they have three they have three losses in the conference. So I mean, speaking of Georgia, right now they are against the Aggies. Yeah. Uh, and looks... the Aggies recently scored actually. Um it was keeping oh, an eye on it. It's yeah. 13 19 mm. right now. Is Kellen Mond still the quarterback? Uh, <laughs> no, it looks like they brought back Johnny Manziel. Okay. Might be their only hope, but <laughs> Yeah, it looks like they're keeping it close. It's 19 to 13. Uh, Aggie Georgia's Nation. still on top, but, you know, I mean, before this game started, I kind of had my suspicions about Georgia just because, you know, yeah. they had that terrible loss to South Carolina. And, you know, they have shown a lot of control, especially against, like, Auburn. 
they they controlled that game. I don't think right. it was as close as the you know score showed. But at the same time, the Aggies have also had like one of the hardest schedules of anyone. But similar to Auburn, you know, they also face Clemson, LSU. They're going to face LSU and Alabama. So like, I don't know, three yeah. of the top four. And now they're facing Georgia. So yeah, this is actually the first time they've played Georgia since entering the SEC. Wow, wow really? Yes, that's this crazy. Is the first matchup between A and M and Georgia. Wow. The SEC schedule is really weird. Uh, not every team plays each other in a, I guess, appropriate span of time. Uh, I think even uh, Jimbo was saying that he would rather them play like every SEC team within like maybe a couple years span. I mean, uh-huh. it's been six, seven years since they joined the SEC, and this is their first time right. playing one of the, you know, best teams in that conference. So, well, the second time you said, right? is it? Well, you said it's the first time since. Well, like, did they play it the first year, or is it no, first time I don't, ever? No, that's what I'm saying. Like, they, I don't think they've oh. ever played Georgia. Dang. So far in the SEC. Um, uh, but anyways. So, so uh, looking towards next week, again, uh-huh. Iron Bowl is going to be, uh, I think I think it's going to end up being a really good game. Yeah, um, it usually is. Especially now. Yeah, yeah. And then we have Wisconsin, uh, which is number 12 at the moment, versus Minnesota, mm-hmm. which is number 10. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think that that's going to have too much playoff implication, but I think it'll be a great I game. I mean, potentially, if Minnesota beats Wisconsin and then they're able to go to the Big Ten Championship and beat, like, Ohio State, Let's then see. I think they would be in because that's a lot of quality wins. Penn State, Ohio State, Wisconsin, I mean... Yeah, just one loss, and that one loss is to uh, Iowa, which is a bit of a quality yeah. loss. So Kinda. I don't think it would be too much of a stain on the resume if they're able to like beat I don't know what three or four of the top ten teams in the, the U.S. Yeah, it's pretty good. I agree. Um, and then one that will have kind of implications to that championship game right uh osu versus michigan will michigan finally get their win i'm saying (laughs) absolutely not Um, wow (laughs) i mean who's at home uh is it michigan i think yes i think it's michigan because i think osu was home last season Uh, since the second half of the penn state game i think michigan has really kind of turned it up they turned it on yeah yeah, Shea Patterson they finally rushed figured Notre it Dame. out. Yeah, I they're think... currently crushing Indiana, who Are like they? isn't like a nothing team. The Indiana's like seven and three, so yeah, I have a feeling they shut down that offense. They're pretty much a lock for the playoffs, um, especially if they run the table. OSU, uh, Ohio State, yeah, yeah, it, it's possible, but I think that Michigan might give them a run for their money. Oh. I I don't know, I don't know especially man. since they've turned it on the second half. I, um, that, okay, I think they're looking more convincing. This essentially, I think yeah. it'll be a close game for sure. I mean, it would be really—I'll be honest—it would be shocking if Michigan pulled it off. Uh, I agree, especially the way that Ohio State has looked so far this year. Um, it's it's really been impressive, and it, honestly, I mean, if LSU didn't beat Alabama, I think Ohio State would be number one right now. So. Um, but like, if we just talk about real quick about the standings overall, um, so we have one LSU, yeah, obvious, mm-hmm. uh, two Ohio State, right, um, mm-hmm. and then three Clemson, right. all undefeated currently, and then we have number four Georgia. So Georgia followed by Bama. Or- Oregon has one loss, and then unbeknownst to me. University of Utah is also <laughs> nine and one. Yep. Along Utah and Oregon seem to be on a collision course for the Pac-12 championship. It seems. So that, I'm not really seeing an obvious loss on their schedule. Oh, Utah's in the Pac-12. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. So that will get resolved essentially. Yeah. So, one of those two. So it seems like the Big Twelve is going to be out the, from like current yeah. standings because Baylor's like 14 in Oklahoma, yeah. even though they just beat Baylor, is like 10. I think it's just outside looking in. I think the big question 
is going to be, does Alabama get in if they run the table? That is a really good question. I was wondering about that. Well, here's what Uh, they're, I think what they're doing right now is they're judging Alabama because uh, they don't have Tua. So they're judging them based on that fact that, you know, without him, maybe they won't compete. So what really Alabama Alabama has to do is they're going to have to blow out the rest of their opponents. I don't think they would, uh, obviously Auburn, would they be in the SEC championship then against Georgia? I believe so, right? Because they're in the other, it's like the East and the West SEC. So if they beat, if they run the table, they beat Georgia, I could see them squeaking in. But at the same time, it's going to be about how much do they win by. They need to absolutely dominate. Absolutely. And Auburn's not going to, Auburn's not going to be easy either, man. That's always a, that's such a difficult game. So, I mean, I think it's safe to say we can, I mean, unless something crazy happens, I'm going to say that Alabama doesn't make it. Does Alabama make it if the, if Auburn wins? If Auburn wins? Yeah. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah. No. Uh, I think because there's going to be a couple more one-loss teams ahead of them. Like, what if Oregon wins the Pac-12 convincingly? Yeah, exactly. I, um, I don't know. It's 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 going to be... I think it's all going to resolve itself. Uh, I think it's like that you can't leave out. I mean, you already have an SEC team. It's like, do you need two SEC teams in the playoffs? I'll be honest. I don't think you do. If like the PAC 12 is a good candidate. Yeah. I think the CFB committee for a minute, there was shaking in their boots with Baylor being undefeated yeah. and Minnesota. And that ended up resolving itself both in the same week. Which was I'm not sure they would have been that like afraid of like either of those two because you know how many undefeated teams end up at the end of the season generally these things work themselves out it's either just the top two and then that's it you know yeah i just think that unfortunately because of the lackluster play of the big 12 it would have the committee would have saw alabama especially if tua did not get injured and Mm -hmm. i feel like baylor might have been number four or number five. Um, Same with Minnesota. If they had gone undefeated, it just would have been undeniable because they had no blemishes on their record, kind of like Clemson, and they would have been undefeated as opposed to every other conference champion. I think uh, they Except for the SEC and Big Ten. They would have gotten in, but, you know, unfortunately that's just kind of like if, ands, and buts. Yeah. yeah, Unfortunately, the uh, CFB playoff overlords (laughs) got their wish. Yeah. So, Let's talk about last weekend for a second. Um, that was a gigantic game, and I know this is a tough subject for you, Jose, but you you were watching it. What were your thoughts as it unfolded? Honestly, I'll be completely frank. I watched three quarters of it. I watched up to one. <laughs> oh, my God. I watched where it was 31 to 17. I unfortunately had a dinner party I was attending, so I couldn't watch okay. the whole thing. Nice. I loved the dinner party when it was 31-17, and I'll be, um, again, very frank, I was actually pretty nervous because Oklahoma was driving, and they had scored, like, twice at that right. point. It's like it was down three to, I believe, 28, and then they scored to make it 10, and then 17, and then it just kind of seemed like, as I was watching the game, that, like, the momentum had definitely shifted. Oklahoma was going to be on this scoring tirade, and it just was a matter of can Baylor score enough to mm. like keep ahead, in which case they didn't because they didn't score any points. So it was really yeah. disappointing to learn about the next morning, but I kind of yeah. had a feeling that if Baylor didn't control it, like pass those three quarters, then, you know, there was definitely a chance that one of the most powerful offenses in the entire nation was going to come back on. And it did. So disappointing, but you know, there will be a rematch, I believe. That's a good in the point. Big 12 championship. And it's football. There there will be a rematch, most likely, assuming I mean it looks like right now Baylor is actually doing pretty well against the Longhorns. Right. Maybe I've spoken too soon. The Longhorns are driving right now. So <laughs> <laughs> no, I think quite it's ironic. 24-3, uh, 5.37 left in the fourth quarter. I'm pretty sure they're going to. I don't know, man. The minister of culture has some weird juju. Uh, exactly. Also, Herman was bashing his skull against his player's helmet. So yeah, I, I don't saw that. That, I was going. <laughs> Dude, that, was, that was insane, man. Yeah. If he doesn't have CTE, he is he on the road. Now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it was crazy. <laughs> All right, but 
next week, Abden, you, you were talking about things that are going to happen next week, like more championship implication. Mostly things. it was just the OSU Michigan game. Uh, right. And then the Alabama Auburn right. game. Well, now that you touch upon it, I'll go ahead and say it. Uh, I was thinking earlier and I was going to say it, but I couldn't find an end. Um, I think Michigan's going to pull the upset. Wow. No, that wasn't I, I think so, too. He is I'm called for the upset. I'm with you, Jose. I think it's going to be like, uh, honestly, like 34-31, like the Baylor game, but inverse here. Yeah. So kind of just wrapping up college football. Um I think Joe Burrow's front runner for Heisman. Uh, I Definitely. think the playoffs are going to be really interesting, and I think yeah. that it may be the first playoff without Alabama. Absolutely, I think it'll be a nice little shakeup in the playoffs. I and, think one last thing I'll say is it'll be interesting to see what Clemson eventually does. They'll probably finish the season undefeated, and whoever they play in the playoffs, um, I have a feeling they. It's going to be really interesting, interesting to see how good Clemson actually is uh, based on their schedule. I agree. Uh, you can find out how uh, Trevor Lawrence uh, gets his hair that way since he did that PowerPoint <laughs> presentation God. at school. <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah, well, I mean, student athletes. Yeah, hey. Um, so Cool. If we're moving on to the NFL... Um, Big game tomorrow. Yeah, for the Cowboys, it's going to be a, a big day. Uh, Cowboys, Patriots, 325 Central Time. It is the biggest game of the season for the Cowboys. Boom. And I really don't know what to expect. I honestly feel like the Cowboys can, not only can they compete in this game, we'll go ahead and say it. I think they're going to win. Wow. wow. Dang, I, a lot I, of moxie today. Yeah, I have an inclination that they could win it as well. Um, it's going to be difficult. Uh, obviously, they have it's at the Gillette coaching. Stadium. Yeah, it's going to be. They've only lost rain. nine home playoff games in the Tom Brady Belichick era. The, wow, the biggest thing, which is spans over twenty, almost twenty years. They have the coaching advantage. Uh, Absolutely, so they do. that that makes it difficult for the Cowboys. Um, what are you talking about, man? With Garrett, with the the one up in the air, man. How how right. can you compete against that? So you're right. In terms of the top five tenured uh, head coaches in the NFL, I think Garrett is like in the top five. But the the difference between him and the other four is that they all have championships and he doesn't. Yeah. Super Bowl rings. It's pretty astronomical. So, I think overall. Wait, wait. What's up? Doesn't he have a Super Bowl ring from when he was like a backup quarterback on the Cowboys? Maybe. Oh yeah, no, I mean I like as a coach, tough. but yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so technically, yeah, he <laughs> Technical does. Yeah. Okay. Technical. That was a nice. I didn't even think of that. I totally forgot. <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, the Cowboys, I think they play up and they play down to their competition. So, I think the Cowboys know they have to play a perfect game to win, even though the Cow uh, the Patriots have played a super easy schedule so far. Uh, the best quarterback they've played so far this year is Lamar Jackson, and they lost that game. Uh, mm. And so, so, so st statistically, that was hard to say, uh, <laughs> Dak is actually coming in as the better passer, and it's the best quarterback the Patriots have played. So mm -hmm. we'll see what happens, but I think this could be an upset. Now, on the other hand, I, I think Belichick can coach circles around Jason Garrett and make this like a – you know, a pretty hard fought game. It is supposed to rain tomorrow mm. in Foxborough. So maybe that doesn't it's, favor it's be nasty. Yeah. But if that's the case, we need to run Zeke and what is going on with Zeke? I don't know. I think, <laughs> I just think that he's lost a step. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I he think got he's paid. This, he, number yeah, one. he got, he got paid. Uh, it just seems like he's not, hitting the holes quite as hard as he was in the past. And I don't know if that's because he got paid or if he's just regressed a little bit. It's, it's kind of difficult to say which way that or what the reason is for that. Yeah. And it also could be a lot of, they know teams know they're going to get right. to Zeke. If Zeke's in the game, there's a good chance he's getting the ball, you know? Yeah. So that's kind of what has, I think, made Tony Pollard a little bit more of a threat this this year is because they're, is he going to run? Is he going to pass, you know? 
especially having both of them in the same formation. And it, and I think I read somewhere that when they're both in the game or when the, or when Tony Pollard touches it, I think more than five times the Cowboys have like, I, the percentage goes like infinitely up right. for them winning <clears throat> that game. Um, so <laughs> what's so funny, what? Jose? What was that, Jose? What? Infinitely up. Like that's, I don't I, think that's how the math would work. Well, I don't know the Dude. specific number, but you know what I'm saying. It goes up by 10 trillion. <laughs> it goes up a lot. Let's just say I agree. 50%. No, you're actually right. Uh, so having him there will be awesome. Uh, if this is going to be a rainy game, we need to run the football. We need to run it well. So uh, let's do some quick picks right now uh, for this game. Uh, and we're going to go around the horn. I'm going to start. I think the Cowboys will win. I'm going to say, um, I hate to be this way, but I'm going to say probably Patriots. I'm going Cowboys. Bunch of homers, that's uh, what Dan McDowell would say. <laughs> I'm going, you know, I love the Cowboys, but I'm going Patriots. Oh, man. Okay, so 50-50. Okay. Tune in next time to see who was right <laughs> or wrong. I mean, I'm just going for the hopeful, you know, right now. But so... Uh, let's talk about Miles Garrett swinging his helmet around a little bit. The Miles Garrett saga, the so the story that's dominated the NFL of late. I mean, it's it was insane, yeah. honestly. How like, soon did it? Was it Monday or was it, was it Monday? Thursday? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It was pretty insane. I mean, that I, was last Thursday. I saw it and yeah. I was like, honestly, there's no excuse for that in yeah. the NFL. Um, no matter what Mason Rudolph said, uh, if he said. What? Yeah, maybe he deserved it. They so apparently Miles Garrett is saying that Mason Rudolph may have said a racial slur, which I mean it, nobody's punching Tom Brady for it. Wow, <laughs> that's a very good point, and he totally did. Um, so I don't know. I think either way, hitting somebody else in the head with a with their helmet is unacceptable. Um, <laughs> I if Mason Rudolph said that, screw that guy. I find it really, really hard to believe he would actually say something like that on a football field. Um, I mean, there were a lot of his other teammates. If they would have heard that, they would probably attack him as well. And yet they were coming to his defense. So I'm not going to say there's no way it happened. I just find it hard to believe. And the only other thing I will say is if it did happen, I feel like Miles Garrett had the opportunity to say that right after the game when you're in the heat of the moment and you would imagine that would you would want to defend yourself because everyone in the world was like what the heck uh, uh miles Garrett? why did you do that this was his chance to defend himself he i feel like he should have said something but if he wanted to keep that private i guess i kind of get that too but if you're gonna appeal your suspension i feel like in the moment would have been a good time to say like hey uh mason rudolph said something messed up something racial uh, either way bad situation bad look on the nfl um i don't think there's a real winner in that one so uh it's just kind of crazy to see agreed but anyway um so <laughs> speaking of the browns though um we're talking about some Were fantasy we speaking f- of the browns <laughs> what's that yeah miles garrett's on the browns oh, oh okay yeah yeah hey <laughs> I'm out of it. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did not mean it like that. <laughs> I did not mean it like that at all. Wow. Okay. Gosh. Wait. I'm so confused right yeah, now. Okay. <laughs> I did not mean... I mean, that's the name of their actual team. I was not <laughs> going that route, Jose. Well, leave it to Jose. So, yeah. Uh, Mark 23 but I, minutes. I was, was going to segue to the Browns. I was going to segue to... The Browns quarterback, Baker Mayfield, who is not doing so well. Yeah, he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and I say that because I stupidly drafted him uh, in my fantasy league. Yeah. And I hate Baker Mayfield. I've always hated him. Right. And <laughs> I thought. You really have had like an axe to grind with that guy. Dude, I hate that guy from him 
touching his nuts and, <laughs> and doing running the away horns from the, down, running away from the cops in the and little, getting uh, tackled. Was like, it in uh, really Fayetteville? Hard. Yeah, it was in Fayetteville. Yeah, everything, him transferring, all of it. I hate all of it. Do you I don't like this him. House? Yeah, I just think he's a clown, and yeah. I think he needs to shut his mouth, honestly. Um, Dude, you should tweet that out. I don't, <laughs> you know, point. coming into the season, there was obviously really high expectations for Cleveland and, you know, uh, they have a pretty easy schedule, but I obviously they're not going to make the playoffs. But uh, Bayfield has regressed fairly um, dramatically this year. So maybe it's a sophomore slump, but uh, I don't think he's going to pan out. I think he's going to be an average quarterback. Yeah, he'll be okay. You, wait, he's he's wait, good wait. for Browns, for the Browns. Are you guys <laughs> saying that a Browns quarterback is going to turn out to be less than average? Precisely. Oh. Um, so, yeah, don't pick oh, no. him in fantasy. <laughs> yeah, I don't care if he has Odell Beckham. I don't care if he has freaking Michael Irvin, Emmett Smith. It doesn't matter. He's a one-read quarterback. He can't do anything without somebody being wide open. And he makes stupid decisions. And I made a very stupid decision. So I guess I'm stupider than he is. He is. Um, <laughs> wow, it's a nice I moment mean, of humility you had there, sir. I, well, I'm sorry, but like I've literally lost at least a handful of games because yeah. of, he decided to score five points. Or <laughs> in a couple of instances, he's like scored negative points. So, yeah, I, I'm missing the playoffs most likely this year because... Baker Mayfield sucks, and now he's on the waiver wire, and he's been there for a hot minute. Yeah, uh, that's a tough one. Um, speaking of fantasy hot takes, I'm just going to end on this. I'm 11-0 in one of my leagues. Uh, my team's name is Arby's Beef and Cheddar. No, that's not an ad. <laughs> um, but I'm 11-0, mainly because I have Lamar Jackson and Christian McCaffrey. It's my one opportunity to tell you how cool and how good my fantasy team is. So I hope you appreciate that. But uh, if I were you, I would start Mike Evans. And uh, he's really good this uh, this year. And he's going to be going against Atlanta. Terrible defense. That's my fantasy hot take. <laughs> Thanks for that. Yeah. Um, so let's see. Let's talk a little bit about the NBA. Oh. And our hometown Ooh. hero, Luka Doncic. Wow. I mean, is what else needs to be said? Uh, Luca, it's not just the Mavericks. It's Luca and the Mavericks. He is really taking the league by storm in his second year. Um, he's had a string of 30 point triple doubles. Uh, he had a 40 point triple double. I think the hype train is, is going pretty high right now. So, you know, at this point, I don't really get surprised at what he does. I've pretty much accepted that he is you know, a top player and we have him on our team. So nothing he does, at least to me, surprises me anymore. It's just kind of insane how we went from literally having Dirk for 21 years and he retires and now we're, now we have another guy. It's like, that doesn't typically happen. Like franchises go decades without finding their next guy. And yeah. we just so happened to stumble upon it. The only thing I will say is let's, Let's just let him play. Let's keep the hype to a minimum, Agreed. even though it's going to be really hard. But I mean, let's just let it. Forty point. I was going to say, uh, I, I, I'm not the biggest follower of the NBA personally, but I mean, I know the hype train is coming, man. I mean, it's already here. That's I hear it all the time. Especially <laughs> if if KP hits his stride, man. Yeah, they're going to be dangerous. I mean, they already are. I mean, we saw. If you watch that game where they played the Lakers, yeah, that, that was game so much was fun. incredible. I don't. I. I watch basketball sparingly, but I've been watching the Mavericks since pretty much that night um, because that game was so exciting and it was so much fun watching LeBron and, and Luka go at it. Yeah, and it's refreshing. The NBA is totally different this year with pretty much 50% of the league was a free agent last summer. So uh, there's been a lot of turnover and it's there's new stories. I mean, I went to the Mavericks and Warriors game this past week. And, uh, you know, before the season started, a lot of parents, obviously, they're thinking they're buying up, you know, a nice Christmas present or something for their children who are Warriors fans. And I was thinking what a bad prank it would be for the dad to be like, oh, yeah, Steph Curry and everyone's going to be playing tonight. And then they show up and it's basically their G League team. Uh, oh. the, f the fall from grace that the Warriors have experienced is uh, pretty dramatic. Uh, 
you know, obviously KD left. They signed D'Angelo Russell, but now literally their entire team is injured and they are now they now have the worst record in the Western Conference and actually the league for that matter. They went from the juggernaut, the team that was just always good to now they're now the worst team in the NBA. Isn't that pretty crazy? It's pretty, wow. pretty bad. And I hate to say this, <clears throat> this is just my opinion. I think the basketball gods are now frowning upon the Warriors because uh, they were so good for so long and they disrespected the game. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Fair enough. They did. They, they would quit after that like the second quarter when they were up by 50. <laughs> it's true, though. They they would yeah. Steph Curry would start celebrating before the shot went in. Start chewing on his mouthpiece. Sorry, this is what you get, Warriors fans. And how ironic is it when you move out of the Bay Area, you move out of Oakland, and you move into San Francisco, and price all the real fans out and go to a nice shiny stadium, and now now you're terrible. So yeah, welcome welcome to the that. new era. It's it's right. the Mavs' turn now. <laughs> Sorry, that was my basketball hot take. <laughs> it's I, the Mavs turn now. It is. It is, dude. And uh, Mavs versus Rockets tomorrow. That'll be fun. Oh my goodness! Yeah, so. Sunday's gonna be fun. We're gonna have Cowboys Patriots, and then after that game's over, you can watch Mavs Rockets. That's yeah. gonna be fun. Mavs is must see TV. That's all I gotta say. Speaking of another hometown hero, oh snap! Jamie Ben for the Dallas Stars mm. has made a resurgence. Uh, I mean, the team has made a resurgence. Uh, they were about to burn it down um, one not too long ago. Indeed. And they uh, one period got them out of the slump. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, it's crazy. The past few games has been what I deem for this season uh, the redemption of Jamie Benn. Um, it's been wild. It's been a wild season for the Stars so far. Started off terribly, but. Now we find ourselves in a in a ten game point streak, like crazy coming back from that start that we had. Um, right, the stars uh, haven't lost in regulation since October twenty sixth, and uh, so they've been picking up points. So we right now for the last fourteen, they're twelve one and one, and it's it's just amazing the way that they've just turned it around. Yes, yeah, like it's wild. I think it was that Minnesota game where they were down, what was it, three nothing or three to one? Yeah, no, it was three nothing. Yeah, because we were texting each other during that game, and uh, yeah. it was, and we were like ready just to like get the guillotine out. And Hashtag everything. fire Monty. Yeah, exactly. And then all of a sudden, uh, everybody just showed up after that Radulov goal in the very end of the second period, and then just everybody showed up scoring on the power play. It was amazing. But, uh, you know, Jamie Benn, um, this is a one-time winner of the Art Ross Trophy yep, 2015. Uh, right now, his uh, season stats are sitting at five goals, eight assists, 13 points, and a plus-five record. Uh, 13 points is really, really terrible for one of your Dude, top yeah. guys, uh, and especially for the expectations that we have for uh, you know, the Sagan bin duo and uh, Sagan yeah. always gets roped in, in this, you know, that's just how yeah. it is. But with that being said, that that's what makes these stats that he's had the remarkable. They're coming up the last three games they've been playing. Last of was Winnipeg, Vancouver and Edmonton, right? All three <clears throat> games were game winning goals from Jamie Ben. Dang. Yeah. Mr. Clutch. Oh yes. Absolutely. Coming in clutch winning, uh, scoring overtime goal, uh, in Vancouver and, uh, it's amazing. All of a sudden now he's scored four in the last three games. Yeah. And uh, he, he's starting to come back. So uh, I'm wondering, what what do you think, Andy? Do you feel like this is momentum moving forward? Yeah, I think uh, it was it was about to get really bad for the Stars if they had lost that game uh, to Minnesota. And, you know, like that was coming off of like four or five straight losses. Yeah. And ugly losses. This was at home as well. The thing I like about Monty or uh, Jim Montgomery, yes, his actual name, uh, is that he never, like, he never lost his resolve. Like, he kept the same message, a positive message. He's a positive guy. So, right. and he has really, you know, he didn't panic 
He like it didn't even bother him that losing streak. There was I think he has a, a got a little l- upset uh, whenever sure. he called out right. Ben and Sagan for a little bit, but uh, he did apologize for that. I mean, that's right. fair. <clears throat> Uh, totally totally fair i mean i i can understand i mean especially whenever you're seeing how despondent the team was right yeah, and those guys are superstars they should play like it totally agree yeah so um well um i want to get a chance real quick to uh invite cole on the show real quick he is one of my uh good buddies from kickball uh diehard stars fan uh we're gonna have him on in just a moment to chime in real quick about the stars. Yes, sir. We're going to beat their ass in recruiting. We're going to beat their ass every time they see us. You understand that? Yes, sir. Roll tight. What? Fuck you. Yeah! All right. So we are still talking about the stars and how awesome they are lately. Uh, Had to have one of my good friends, Cole, chime in on it. Uh, so we got that going on. So, dude, what is up, man? You were just at the Stars game last night. How was it? Uh, yeah, oh, Thursday night. Yeah, I was. It was uh, it was a blast, man. Always is. Whether they win or lose, but it's better when they win. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and that's actually the first time in a while. Like, my track record lately has not been the best. Uh, I think that was the first game I've been to that they've won, I think, since, like, last February. So, oh, yeah? Yeah. But I I get to as many games as I like. I would, I would like, I guess, realistically, but it was nice to get two points. You know? Dude, yeah. So, like, honestly, man, what do you attribute the recent success? Like, they were pretty terrible to start the season, and they've turned it around. Um, what do you attribute that to? I think. Um, well, I think uh, honestly, it was. I think one uh, Jim Montgomery. Uh, I think kind of let the reins off his offense because he's definitely a defensive-minded coach, and it definitely shows. And I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't night out that you know we are a team that generally in the last year or so has not scored many goals, uh, but we don't really allow any either. And that was the complete opposite of the team we had three years ago, three four years ago, where they could score as many goals as they wanted, but they couldn't keep it out of their own net, and that's, yeah. that's what let mm-hmm. them down. Uh, but then you know I think also Montgomery he kind of called out two of his. Uh, Two of his leaders and two of his best players, Jimmy Ben, Tyler Sagan. Right. Kind of They've definitely stepped up. And the whole team really has just rallied around them and they're just gelling so well. And now I think they're at right now the hottest team in the league, probably. With yeah. them in New York, two of the two of the best at the moment. So it definitely kind of helps offset that really poor start they had. Dude, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, and it's really I'm really glad that it's happening now because it's uh, I was going to be really pissed if we got to the winter classic and we had a terrible team and it really didn't matter. Yep. I, I mean, it, sh- it still would have been awesome. But um, so, Cole, are you actually are you going to be going to the winter classic? I'll be there. I will. be. Wow. Nice. Yeah. I bought tickets as soon as they came out. I was like, I mean, I'm, I, I thought about it. I was really hesitant at first. Like, I don't know. But I'm like. Eventually, I said to myself, like, "I'm gonna want this is a once in a lifetime opportunity, and I'm not going to miss it." So I got it. Uh, how much did you end up paying for them? Because I, have- I, I think maybe eighty-five a pop. Yeah, you know, the seats weren't that good. Okay, I knew I was like, "Well, I didn't really care much about the tickets. I just want more of the experience." You know, I wasn't really right uh, worried about the I'd have. You know. But it was, uh, but I also know, but like speaking of like things you're dropping money on, I, I just bought, a, <laughs> I just bought one of the jerseys the other day. Dang. That, Dude, that's <laughs> awesome, man. <laughs> Those are hard to come by. I mean, I, how well, did you, first I, I wanted a Miro Haskin one and then checked online. Saw the, the pre-order, like it was two days after they went on sale and pre-orders were already, pre-sale was already sold they out. They sold out, so, right? Rope hints. And I was like, shoot, you know, like. Well, now what? And then they're also like, you know, a lot of money. So, <laughs> but then eventually, well, dude, I mean, yeah, um, I mean, like, there's the Fanatics ones, and then there's the Adidas ones. Yeah, I mean, so. they're both good. Adidas is like legit, you know, like pretty much exactly what they're wearing, you know. But it's higher quality. But of course, it's like fifty-four dollars. Yeah. So you're not. Yeah. It's not like you by any means, but I mean, you're gonna go for it. So. Did you just get the uh, the plane jersey, or did you get, like, a player? I got uh, Tyler Sagan. Dang. Nice. Yeah, well, that's nice. all they had. If you, wanted, 
yeah, on, I think I was on, I found it on Thursday. I, I guess I, I think I was at work, I guess, and I didn't much to do. And I, so I just looked real quick and it was just a spur of the moment. Like, oh, and there's only like, is it only nine left? So I was like, oh, I got <laughs> <laughs> Classic marketing ploy. And I have to commend. It worked. It worked. I have to commend the stars fandom right now, live on this podcast, also on Instagram live um, is man. The stars fandom is really good. They've really turned up lately. I think the last playoff run really, I felt like the stars took back the city and, oh. and man, I mean, this is going to be great. Makes me super proud of uh, Dallas sports fans. Thank yeah. you. all. I mean, Thank I'll be all. honest, like, you know, people like me and like other other people, you know, who just um, you know, who kind of were with them, you know, through the, the lean years, and there are plenty of those for a while. But, Definitely. Uh, good to see them. You know, the city rallying behind them. You know, people wearing Victory Green all everywhere you go. It's uh, it's yeah. definitely different. maybe like I'd say maybe five six years ago. Yeah. You know, so when were, when, it was great. Stars are awesome. <laughs> Jamie Ben's awesome. Uh, Victory Green is awesome. And that kind of brings us to the next quick segment. We're going to talk aesthetics real quick. Obviously, uh, Cole, you mentioned that you just got the uh, Dallas Stars Winter Classic jersey. That, I'll be honest, I really like how that turned out. Uh, It was absolutely beautiful, man. Yeah, it looks great. It was inspired by, I guess, the old school Dallas hockey team, like way back in like the 50s or whatever. Yeah, for, I think 40s, 50s, I can't remember what decade, but they were the Dallas Texans. And, Dallas uh, Texans, played, that's they, awesome. Yeah, they played back at, uh, they played at the, uh, well, what's that place? It's the place in Fair Park that's like, uh, that has RVs during the fair, you know, that arena. Co- not the Cotton Bowl, right? Not the Cotton Bowl, one next to it pretty much. Oh, like, okay. Old yeah. Arena. Man, I didn't even know that. Um, yeah, so I, I like how they, they took, obviously, the historic take on it and the font like if you look at the font especially the number font it differs from the actual uh the normal stars font it's not just like if you look really closely it has kind of an old school number font too Mm -hmm. so uh they knocked it out of the park i I think they tried to go as uh, they tried to pay up homage i guess to that jersey but also kind of have their own modern twist to it right you can tell it look old with you know the white pants and the uh, brown gloves which is that's what all anyone they had back then they didn't have like different colors they just had standard brown gloves yeah right so it looked as close as possible and even like uh i'm not i haven't seen Asheville school, uh, yeah it doesn't look nearly as cool as ours it's, it's okay dixie flyers uh, i guess it pays homage to um the dixie flyers which are like a, ah. uh, like a um i think a minor league team yeah, i know it sounds uh, very very southern yeah. <laughs> uh, yes indeed yeah. <laughs> but it's very southern that's yeah. actually enormous <laughs> um, <laughs> so, I must have missed that <laughs> wait what was that Jose <laughs> um. alright so <laughs> I don't know what just happened, but um, he said, "Oh, gotcha." Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, keep it rolling real quick. Uh, Here's another uniform that we noticed, yeah. but for the wrong reason. <laughs> the city okay. city edition of oh, the NBA. All right. Unfortunately, our Mavericks spared us to death so with this jersey i'm gonna lean into this one so like i'll let you have your say go for it (laughs) cool so like i'll be honest i don't like it i you know being a graphic designer and a a guy who did uh study photoshop and stuff like that i'm very particular about design and fonts of that nature uh, I really disagree with the font that the Mavericks used. They used kind of a graffiti-like font. And to be honest with you, that does not capture the essence of Dallas. Like maybe if you go to um, certain areas of Dallas, you'll see graffiti. But it's not like New York or, or some of the bigger cities in the, in the nation that have lots of graffiti or hell, even other countries for that matter who have graffiti all over the place. So I disagree with the font. It looks like cartoon font. Um and it's really hard for anybody to take the Mavericks seriously with it. Uh, the other thing I disagree with is, um, or actually, 
I do agree with. I like the gradient. I love gradients. So they have a dark blue to a light blue ish. That looks cool, but kind of looks cartoonish. And uh, I can't take the Maverick seriously. I like a classier, more modern look with maybe more subtlety, not in your face, uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air type styling. It's the Dallas way, man. And so for that matter, I'm out. And maybe they'll sell jerseys to the children, which is great. But <laughs> I don't think that it's going to be. You can't take the Mavericks seriously. That's all I got to say. All right. Uh, going off that, I guess I I mean, I get it. I, I don't think they're the best. I don't think. But then again, I don't think they're. I remember you, I, we talked about this the other day, Andy. And I yeah. Remember, and I quote, he said, they are an embarrassment. Yeah, I did say that. <laughs> I quote, yeah. Um, and I was like, well, that's a good. I mean, I thought it was like. I think there's redeeming qualities. I think the biggest redeeming quality of these jerseys are the fact that they're not boring. You know, the ones they had last year were boring. Yeah. They all they did was make a dark blue jersey and thought, ah, we'll stick the three-letter acronym on it and that'd be good enough. Or just the Maverick logo in general, which I I definitely hated. They were just both trash, quite frankly. And this one, I think, is the best one just because it's not boring. I can agree with that. I agree with that. But then again... I, I agree. It doesn't really say like you don't look at it and go, "Oh yeah, Dad, get it to Dallas." Like you know. Yeah. <laughs> Other, uh, like you know, Jose. But like, and then again, it's hard. Like, there's not. I feel like there's just not that many cities that have a distinct. You know, like stereotype. Maybe this is what I'm looking for. You know, like you look at it, you go, I "Oh mean, yeah, that's, that's you know Chicago or whatever." They could put like, the sixth floor depository on it. Wow. Jesus. Honestly, to me, show a picture of JFK getting his brains blown out. God. <laughs> I mean, the anniversary Honestly, was. It would have been better than what they did. Because the new one makes me want to blow my brains out. Oh. <laughs> but to be honest, like, I saw it, and the first thing I thought was. That looks like if the Flintstones had a fucking NBA team and they had a jersey. It would look like that. Wow, the Flintstones. I didn't even think of that. It looks prehistoric <laughs> to me. I I also hate it, but I did want to touch on something that Andy said. You yeah. didn't like the ones from last year with the, just the Mavs logo on it? That one was the better than this. Was awful. It's just not boring. At least it gives you something to talk about. The other one's just like, oh, that someone spent five minutes on this. You know? I liked it. Oh, you liked it? I well, don't like the new ones, but I like the one that was just the Mavs logo, the basketball with the horse in the forefront. Supposed to show creativity, I think, right? I just don't think it, it lacked all the creativity <laughs> in the world. Right. No, I mean, it's it's divisive. Uh, I'll say that much. Very divisive, yeah. So, bottom line, definitely three say years so. row, Mavericks just need better city jerseys. Let's just, I think we don't agree on that. Yeah. Wait. Uh, does Dallas have a like a sponsor? Because you know, so no, actually, they are one of the only last year. I oh, think dude, they our live stream just oh, ended. Okay. Don't know how that happened. We had seven viewers. Thank you, seven viewers who watched us on Instagram <laughs> no! Live. Y'all are, y'all are um, the true MVPs. Well, we were talking just, about JFK, so yeah, I think, it, I think Instagram came in. Yeah, yeah, I think the algorithm shut us yeah, down. Shut off yeah. real the quick. deep state. Yeah. Oh, too man. far, bro. <laughs> I'm just kidding. What? So, well, any other any other jerseys that we noticed? Any other cool th- stuff? I will say that Florida one, uh, the Gators <clears throat> one, is pretty mage, if you will. Which one? It was like a throwback jersey, like a Florida. Oh um, yeah. I mean, it's it's been a while uh, since they debuted them, but yeah, it was pretty nice. You well, know, I'm usually against the uh, Baylor uh, uniform this year. I mean, for kind of ironic considering it's my favorite team, but I actually did like their yellow uniforms when they played Texas today. Yeah, yeah, I'm, pretty neat. I love them. For a second, like, they're playing Baylor. I thought they're like they were, like they played Oregon. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. The yellow helmets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, they it looked pretty nice. Uh, actually, um, going off, I guess just re- just designs that have been around recently. Uh, the St. Louis Blues, as much as I hate them, they came oh. out with these throwbacks. I did um, not see those. Oh, dude, they're so nice, and they they have a really good uniform like set anyway. Like their their alternate uniform is like a '61. They were uh, oh, expansion okay. team back in the blue and gold. That looks really cool. But this one has like like this different kind of like 
it's like a, a slanted, I don't know. Red, it's it. like red. Right at the bottom, but it's kind of um, askew, and the numbers even kind of bend to it, and that and that stripe at the bottom is red. Dang. Which is a color they never used before or since. Wow. Uh, I just... I just pulled that up, and those are actually pretty awesome. Yeah, they are really nice. Honestly, I feel like they were, and the, they're not as cool. Like, I feel like some uniforms look better as throwbacks than they do as actual uniforms. That makes sense. Oh, like, yeah. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, creamsicle jerseys they wore back in the 70s, those look cool as a throwback, but if you wore them full-time, I think their people would be up in arms for good reason, because they look mm. kind of hate full-time. Dude, so, well said. On that note, I'm going to end this podcast by saying... I was able to meet 50 Cent a, a yes. few weeks ago. You can check his Instagram. Uh, I'm actually featured on it with a on it, within a post that got 100,000 likes. So pretty proud of that. And um, I'll tell the full story later. But basically, it was uh, him promoting his uh, Cognac or Cognac or however you pronounce that. It's called Branson. Cognac. And uh, yeah, we met him. I got his autograph on the, a bottle of that and uh are you I gotta, gonna drink it uh, uh no i'm actually it's in my shrine of yeah. greatness oh nice what, can i ask what else what else is in that shrine uh, a lot of stuff that's signed from either dirk Nowitzki or other stuff it's nice. it's like with it within there and by the way yeah he does sign uh anything with the actual number 50 cent it's a, he he doesn't glad to have that distinction he doesn't spell it out <laughs> but yeah well, we tried to make this uh, a nice, good podcast, nice, good timing. I think we uh, we hit all the high notes today. Indeed. Especially Jose there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Jose. So providing color. Hopefully commentary. we're going to get uh, one more. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, bro. Uh, we will hopefully have one more episode before the end of the year. Uh, and uh, stay tuned for that. And we're obviously going to be planning for 2020. It will be a big year for Sports Wave. So uh, stay tuned for all that. Um, we're going to get one more out of this year. And um, happy Thanksgiving, everybody, because it's coming up. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Don't miss the next episode. Someone dies in it. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, it might be Jose. <laughs> At the rate this is going, it might be. Wow. Thanks, right. thanks for tuning in. Uh, Instagram Live at SportsWave Pod. Uh, and then Facebook as well. well. We'll try and figure that out. But if we don't, it's no big deal because Facebook sucks. All right. See you guys next time. Take that, Zuckerberg. Drink wine, lemon. <laughs>